Hey guys, welcome back to Gaming Dream Podcast. This is your host, Erica. And this is the rambunctious John. You're anything but rambunctious. You woke up like 2.5 seconds ago. And your point? Uh, but we are back this week to talk about E3. Oh, E3, the place where we wish we could go, but no, they decided to still hold it all online. Damn them. Damn them all. It's a good thing they held it online. I think it's still a little too early to be doing huge conventions like that. Just bathe us all in Purell. We'll be fine. <laughs> but other than that, how's your week been? Oh, not bad, not bad. I have now figured out what I'm going to do with my other Raspberry Pi that I got from the cheap. You got another Raspberry Pi. Oh, they had our sale at Micro Center. Don't they always have sales at Micro Center, though? Like, yes. let's be honest, yes. And, I, and I'm a whore for sales. But it's a Raspberry Pi 4 with 8 gigs on board RAM. And I picked up a, a Raspberry Pi camera. When now I'm just waiting on the new heat sink to come in. And I'm building a rig with it. Cool, that's awesome. Uh, this week I was on HIPS. It's Houston Indie Podcast Society. I was on that um, with Ming from Comic Book Men. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I was on there with him. Carrie Gordon from Metal Geeks was there. And Jared, who was the host and does a whole bunch of other podcasts, was there as well. Uh, we were talking about Comicpalooza, which is coming up July 17th to 18th at the George R. Brown. Um, it's still going on. It is happening. And it's going to be amazing. So I'm excited to go. Oh, it's going to be fun. I still got <laughs> I'm, I'm still in the middle of checking all my gear. That's also why I'm building my rig, too. It's going to be a wearable live streaming rig. You've been working on that forever. I know a couple years back you did GoPros. Oh, yeah. This is going to be... I got the software. I needed to get the Raspberry Pi up and going some way on the heatsink because I want to burn this thing up. But... As long as I have a Wi-Fi signal of some kind, I can take OBS Studio that I used to stream stuff to Twitch, YouTube, and all that. I can compile that into the Raspberry Pi and have the camera, which also has night vision, and I'll be a walking, talking, live stream Twitch. I mean, hopefully it works out. I know that you've been trying to do this for a couple years now. And so... Technology you, has caught up finally. <laughs> you definitely need to hold to your word and, and do this. <laughs> oh, like I said, it all fails. And I go back to the backup, which is the GoPros, compile the video and put it to the Doom theme music. But this one, I'm actually going to be taking some parts from... Uh, remember that old... When I first started doing Raspberry Pi's podcast, the portable recording studio? Yes. Oh, I'm going to be using the screen. I'm going to be strapping it to my wrist. For what purpose? To burn yourself? So I can control everything. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like I said, it's going to be having a wearable computer on me. Okay. Not just a cell phone, like everybody, because I don't like being like everybody. I like to have the exposed wires and the possibility of getting electrically shocked every five minutes. So I need to have 911 on speed dial. That's what you're saying. No, a fire extinguisher. That's all you need. <laughs> Okay, let's go ahead and get into some E3 goodness. The most awaited convention on par with Comic-Con and the Consumer Electronics Expo, where the industry teases us with what's coming up this year. Everything from new games we can make pre-orders to, DLC we can purchase, along with the announcements of titles that will make us salivate to own. So we begin this episode with three of the many video game makers, and an indie section. So let's get started with Xbox Bethesda. 
where we have 30 game trailers with 27 of them coming to Game Pass, not to mention the heavy hitters like Starfield coming first out of the gate with companion updates and release dates. There's still no news on Elder Scrolls 6. Why? I have no idea. It's like something they abandoned on us. Because I like playing Elder Scrolls 5. I did. It's Elder Scrolls. I mean, they're kind of all the same. No, they are not. They are completely different. Five had dragons. This isn't like, you know, watching the movie. Ah, oh, crap. I just forgot It's like the watching movie. Hobbit. It's like all the Hobbit movies are the same. Lord of the no. Rings, whatever they're called. No, they are not. It's a, they're different stories that intertwine together in a wonderful thing of trees walking or everybody's walking. I'm not a huge fan of LOTR. I'm not. I went to the movie theaters with my brother and, and his friends because they were huge nerds and they loved it. I fell asleep during every single one. Okay, what was that movie where it had Zach Galifianakis where they passed out? Oh, The Hangover. Yes, Lord of the Rings, as much as I love and loathe it, <laughs> is nothing like the movies The Hangover 1, 2, and 3, which was the exact same movie every oh, they single are. time. They are exactly the same. Yes, I agree. I will I will agree with that, and I watched them all. Now, Grant, you know, when it comes to Lord of the Rings, good movies, but... There's one thing, though. There, There's only one return. It ain't of the king. It's of the Jedi. Yeah, all the Star Wars movies are great. Yes. But let's take a first look at Starfield with Todd Howard giving the announcement that the game will be an Xbox exclusive and it will be available on Game Pass with a release date of November 11th, 2022. The trailer gives us an incredible open world RPG in space. It is jaw-dropping, to say the least. Just the... Everything about this game I kind of like. It's just like, I like our open world RPGs. We can just walk around and just do yes. anything and everything. But it still has consequences, like real life. But at the same time, I can just go back to this last save point. <laughs> no, I, I do love that they're going open world RPG. I mean, you know I'm a huge fan of RPGs. I rarely meet RPGs I dislike. And if they do dislike them, it's because they're also part of another subcategory, which I don't like. <laughs> well, give an example. Uh, give an example. I want. I want oh, no, I want, no, no. I'm not doing that because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I I already sa- you already said you hated Lord of the Rings, so yo, that already made so many people angry There's with us. There's some games that I would just never play again if I was, I just, I'm not going to go into it. Oh, uh, you, 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 really, really, you'll trash Lord of the Rings, but you won't say which one you hate. I, yeah, I. <laughs> that's, that's worse. No, but this game, it looks beautiful. Um, I'm excited for it to come out. Um, I'm ready. Oh, let's see about the next one, though, because the next showcase is the re-announcement trailer for Stalker 2 coming to the Xbox and PC. This one was fun because it was originally announced in 2012, where it got canceled and continued to be in development. The game takes place in The Zone, an alternative version of the Chernobyl Exclusion Zone. In the game world, experimental labs were made in the Exclusion Zone, which allowed scientists to experiment with psychic abilities, which resulted in a second disaster, (laughs) causing mutations of wild animals and some humans. And this now, hopefully, will keep with the release date of April 28th, 2022. So we've talked about Stalker 2 and Stalker on on another podcast, uh, in our post-apocalyptic podcast, I believe. And I'm excited for this game to come out. Stalker, the first one, amazing, great, fantastic. Second one, I know it's going to be amazing. I know that there's just going to be that much more craziness, suspense. I'm excited from everything that I've seen, even though it has been pushed back a couple times. uh, I'm excited. 
<laughs> At least they, they said it's still in development, which means that it was still work. They were still actually working on it, not just it's in development. And then the company got bought and sold mul- multiple times. I like all the Bethesda memes that I'm seeing where it's like when Microsoft tells you you have to finish a game before you put it out. And it's all these little kindergartners coloring and crying <laughs> at the same time because they can't put it out all glitchy. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> I I don't think I've ever seen a more true meme before in my life. <laughs> a new Xbox IP contraband was announced. Uh, it seems to be about a thief and a criminal, which is something we all had dark wanting for without the real world repercussions, but nothing else was said or shown about this thing besides a few shots of the new open co-op game. Yeah, so this game is being very secrety secrety, which I kind of get with the name Contraband. So I'm sure in the next coming months, we'll see more stuff coming out. Oh yeah, hopefully. I won't be getting it because I don't have a Switch. You do, which will have the Nintendo Treehouse channel on it. So you can actually yes. feed me all of the info on that. Because I, I if anybody wants to gift me a Switch, that is perfectly fine. I like we'll the, the old one. <laughs> I like the older one that has the removable Joy-Cons, not this weird stuff. Some smaller announcements. Hades Console Edition is coming August 13th. The indie game Somerville is set to release in 2022. Diablo 2 Resurrected is coming September 23rd of this year. Just the remastered version of the Diablo 2, A Plain Tale Requiem, is also coming in 2022. Everyone is so excited about Diablo 2. Yes. yes. I know. Yes. 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 Because <laughs> I'm old enough to remember when it first came out. But I'm really curious about uh, Somerville. That's, I'm kind of curious about that. Far Cry 6. It's going to have a pet rooster kind of thing going on when it's released October 7th of this year. Pet rooster kind of thing? Apparently it's a DLC they're adding in as well, where you can have a rooster, and I'm hoping there won't be cockfighting. What? What? So is that on Xbox? Like, I remember Far Cry from when I was a kid, and it was like on PlayStation. So is this like, is this this a game that people still play? Yes. Remember, you as a kid was like me 10 years ago. That's facts. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay, facts. Okay. <laughs> oh, here's a fun one for you. Slime Rancher 2. Set to release in 2022, <laughs> if all goes well. And there's a snowboarding game Shredders. It's coming winter of this year. So Slime Rancher is lots of fun. I've actually played it. I got it free with Game Pass I want to say a couple of years ago, like a while ago. And it was it was a really cute and fun game. But it was one of those mindless games where it's like farming. You know, it's just like, meh. So, I mean, cool. Because I remember the first Slime Rancher and well, I didn't really like it all that much. Hey, it got popular. They're going to make a second one. Uh, but then we have Atomic Heart, which is a cyberpunk style game revolving around tech and biotech enhancements. Has just been announced with no projected release date. Yeah, so we talked about this game a couple episodes back, and it's kind of like the Russian Fallout. That was a fun one. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it looked really cool. Also reminded us both of Bioshock. But yes, Grounded Year 2 was announced with the Shroom and Doom updates, which add sitting pet mushrooms, but not the kind, not the fun kind, and a giant spire known as Mother. Which I think is achievement in arachnophobia mode, and it's coming June 30th. If there's a game that has a mode called arachnophobia, I'm not. I'm not part of that. Why not? You love nope. the. You love that spider that was chasing you around that island. What was that game called? 
Okay, so don't even, don't even. I was having heart palpitations, okay? I was not having the best of time. From a video game spider. That was the it size. Was scary. It, it was, was scary. the size of a penny. It was a spider. A very horribly drawn spider. It was very detailed, so don't even. Also, on June 30th is the Among Us update featuring 15 player lobbies and new colors. I mean, that's cool. Uh, I have never played Among Us. I mean, I know all about it. I've seen people play it. Uh, But I know a lot of people who are super into it. It's an easy phone game to play. It's a very fun Twitch game to play as well. Oh, yeah. And here's the fun thing. Uh, Last month, Epic Games gave it away for free for PC. So I've been kind of playing it. Of course. (laughs) You got it for free, fitty free. Yes, and it is um, odd and fun, to say the least. So I'm just trying to figure out how to play a little better on that one. But along with that, The Ascent, which I can describe as Cyberpunk Diablo, is coming July 29th. Yeah, I've heard some good things about Ascent. I'll see it when it comes out. Oh, you know, I go sifting through trailers and guessing at the movie footage, and then the game comes out like, this wasn't it. All right. Are you ready for the fun stuff? Yeah, let's get into it. Age of Empires 4. I know that you think this is fun stuff. <laughs> That's your type of game, bro. Not all the time. Okay. Because I, granted, whenever I was in high school, pre-Y2K. That's like, you're old. <laughs> I identify as young. <laughs> but Age of Empires 4 is coming out coming on October 28th, which... I didn't exactly like Age of Empires 3, so eh. But I still remember the original Age of Empires where it had the cheat codes in there where you could have laser men from the future come in and that would be your standing army and have them going against the cavemen that you're fighting. Or the Egyptians. Or the Romans. (laughs) Just have a whole swarm of those things coming in. For everyone that loves simulators. Microsoft Flight Simulator is coming to the Xbox Series X July 27th with an expansion DLC to where you can play as Maverick from Top Gun. I mean, you might as well just buy the game for that. I mean, you might as well. Now, will it have the music from Top Gun? Will it have the music, though? These are questions that need to be answered. These are the questions that need to be answered. We need to know. Xbox, Microsoft, Bethesda, please let us know. What's your email? (laughs) 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 there's a lot of goodies from microsoft some goodies from bethesda whatever but let's go into some square enix now Ooh, square enix not square not square soft but square enix like i don't even like it's square enix i'm not happy about it but it is what it is as long as square soft is there somewhere deep down inside okay so square enix presents summer 2021 with a jam-packed show and it dove headfirst into a new marvel game Guardians of the Galaxy. This isn't just a big update for Marvel's Avengers, but rather a completely new game featuring the whole cast, including Peter Quill, Drax, Gamora, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot. The game looks like it'll have a lengthy single-player campaign and won't fall into the same multiplayer live game pitfalls that Marvel's Avengers made. The lengthy gameplay trailer showed us the first part of a gameplay level, and it looks like you'll get to see some pretty exotic alien planets. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like you'll be able to switch between the characters yet, but you can pull off super mode with all the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun, but it's kind of just like, 
when was the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie out? There's I, a third one coming. I I don't know. I I just I feel like it's like too far after the second one, and I think it's too far in front of the third one. Yeah, but at the same time, it's just like, hmm. I mean, this could be honestly like a comic game. Like, it could be heavily influenced by the comics instead of the movies. I'd be down with it if it went that route. Okay, I, I agree with you on that, but still, you know, it's going to be fun playing as I am Groot. <laughs> Is that how he sounds? Like, I am Groot. Well, you, you, you take... Toretto from Fast and the Furious movies. Mm-hmm. You give him a whole bunch of Ritalin, and then that's all he can say. I am Groot. And that translates to family means everything. <laughs> <laughs> Final Fantasy fans will be glad to hear that the first six games will be coming back as a Pixel Remaster collection that will be available on Steam and mobile. Oh! Legend of Mana announced it will be available on June 24th with a new teaser trailer that showed us more of its animated cinematics. Mm, my life is complete. Oh, my God. Uh, but it is Steam, so that means I have to play it on the computer, which is kind of just like ports. I mean, it is a port. That's why you get yourself a wonderful Steam-branded controller, which lets you play on anything. (laughs) You can find this little guy on eBay for God knows how much, and it eats up batteries like crazy. It's perfectly fine. Now back to you. OG, I played all of them on Super Nintendo and as um, just regular Nintendo, but I have played them on my computer as well through not so legal means. So I can, you know, I can totally, you know, work out with the keyboard, but I'm wondering how well, like, the remaster is going to look. Like, is it going to be like, wow, this is like amazing remasters, or is it going to be like, that's cool? That is a good question indeed, because great. every every time a new Final Fantasy comes out, they really push the graphics engines on those things, and they look beautiful as hell, but the last time I played a Final Fantasy game was uh, 10-2. 12 2. The last time I played was on play, PlayStation 2. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, so it was it was it was it was 10 2 or X2. Yeah, that's when they went from Square Soft to Square Enix. <sighs> it was not a great game. Yeah, no, like I hated the battle mechanic in that entirely. It was it was just horrible. Okay, not to be forgotten, Marvel's Avengers revealed a continuation of the main story campaign that will come later this month. Wasteland Patrol starring Hawkeye will come in July, then in August we'll finally be able to play as Black Panther. Really? Yes. The original Black Panther or when it goes to within the comics it goes to his sister. Oh brah, I don't know about this. You saw the trailers on these things. (laughs) (laughs) Babylon's Fall is a brand new hack and slash action game for the Platinum Games developers who worked on Nier Automata. This time, instead of a post-apocalyptic age of machines, you'll be battling out with huge monsters and deities in a high fantasy setting. It will also constantly be updated as a live service game and support co-op game play wow that's intense really yeah constant being constantly updated yeah that's gonna be good and bad hope you have enough hard drive space right yeah (laughs) square enix also showed off the life is strange remaster collection with a longer look at the game's enhanced graphics and it announced its september 25th release date we also got a new trailer for the life is strange true colors that will launch on september 10th uh, so I love Life is Strange. I played the first game. Uh, I bought the second game. It is I bought the deluxe version from Square Enix itself from Japan. Got it shipped in. I got all the extras, like the art book, the little figures. 
I still have yet to open and play that game. Okay, because I was about to ask, like, how is Life is Strange? Because there's also in the next segment, next section here, there is an announcement for that as well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, from what I have played, it's great. I've also seen lots of gameplay. Lastly, Team Ninja showed off Stranger of Paradise, a Final Fantasy origin, as it's retelling of Final Fantasy 1 with Souls-like action combat. Aside from some overly aggressive dialogue, the games looks like it'll offer fantastically smooth combat on your quest to kill chaos with your two other prophesized warriors of light. Now, I'm a part of a whole bunch of Final Fantasy groups, okay? And everyone is, like, super, super excited about this Final Fantasy game. Oh. Hmm. You're like, I have nothing to say about that. (laughs) Well, I've only played the regular Final Fantasy games. This is kind of, um... Interesting. I never played Final Fantasy One. I, I played two, three, four, five, six, and so on. But maybe they'll actually go back to the roots of how the combat mechanisms were supposed to be, like actual true turn based instead of horror. I was going to use another colorful, colorful metaphor, but I don't think I can right now. The broken fighting mechanics that were in the Ten Two. We're like, oh look, there's your buddy over there getting attacked. Let me go run over. Oh, something just—I tripped on a rock. Now I gotta fight a rock. <laughs> yeah, no. So there's Final Fantasy One, which is like Final Fantasy, right? OG, great game. There's also Final Fantasy Origins, which is a little bit different. Um, so. All in all, Final Fantasy fans are very excited to see what they're doing with this. Uh, the visuals that they've been giving are fantastic. So I can only hope for good things. Well, we can only hope, indeed. You know it doesn't need hope? This next segment. Oh, because they have the ports. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's right, folks. We're going to talk about some Nintendo. Not, not just some Nintendo. Nintendo. With all the anticipated announcements, and here are a few that I am definitely excited about. Metroid Dread. Yes, they're doing here is a new two-dimensional Metroid game in that classic style, but with 3D elements. So you have the classic feel of playing Super Metroid, but with the 3D rendering to give you depth. You also have a weird, evil robot named Emmy constantly hunting you down, which is actually reminiscent of Bioshock 2 with... Big sister just really coming at you and stabbing you. But with the new new little powers where actually you can go into camouflage mode for a little bit. That was actually... That's the only way I can describe it watching the trailer. I Like, here's Sammy coming in. I was like, Samus just blended into the background. How the hell did that... The robot just walked past. We have camouflage mode. This is going to be awesome. I love how they're talking about Metroid Dread when they're still teasing about a Metroid Prime 4. So, okay. But no, I do like how they're taking this. We're still doing sci-fi, but going more horror. I love that I'm seeing more horror in everyday video games. It's hard for horror fans to really get into mainstream video games because it's, you know, like horror games and other games are just vastly different, right? So I like how other games are taking it in because it brings in other fans. Well, yeah, plus all of you horror fans um, scream the loudest. Why isn't this in here? Why? Yeah. Of course, yeah. that's how you got that weird baby that if you come across it and it just eats you from head to foot. It's the weirdest thing. But yet there's still the horrible vampire that everyone wants to run around with a fly swatter smacking its butt. Miller doesn't play horror video games. So no. obviously, <laughs> obviously the new Resident Evil game is still throwing him for a loop. 
I'm sorry. It's just like just the videos. Guy, you see him, and you hear the the audio from the, whoever's playing. Is like, ha, you can't get me. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really fun mod that they put in there. Oh, it's still. Oh, it's it's weird. I know a lot of people, especially Nintendo fans, that are super excited for Metroid Dread. Uh, I'm not the biggest Metroid fan. I know a lot of people who are. And what do you really you don't like a strong female hero in the film in, in the game? I almost said film. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I do. I just, I never was into Metroid. I I was very, I just, I'm a Mario person. I've I've always been Super Mario all the way. With that, we're going to go into one of the games that I'm really, I actually struggled to find a lot of stuff on this, which was Breath of the Wild 2, because all I could find really was just watching the trailer over and over and then having to go through like multiple other reactions and stuff on this so i was like that's what that is because i never finished breath of the wild one i never fi- really finished a zelda game other than uh link to the past and link between worlds uh yeah no you and i both have really bad problems with not finishing video games yes. like i honestly probably have five video games at least that i have not opened like yes. i am not gonna lie I have shit that i have bought full price and they have just sat on the shelf and are now sixteen dollars like I'm mad at myself. <laughs> oh yes, because unfortunately, when it comes to video games, when well, when I was younger, <laughs> like this is awesome. I can't wait to play this. And now it's like this is awesome. It's gonna look so great on my shelf. Yes, it is. <laughs> right there. I'm never gonna open it. I'm just gonna stare at it and go. I want to play you, but I don't want to open you because you will lose value. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I have a game that's at least been in wraps for a year, and I'm like, well, maybe it'll just retain its value if I don't take it out of the cellophane. Uh, but no, Breath of the Wild 2, they've been talking about it for years. Oh, God, yes. So, I mean, the first one, ugh, breathtaking. Uh, it, it really, for for a Zelda game, and, I mean, even a Nintendo game, it really went crazy with the map and its scale. Oh, yeah, especially with, like, with Breath of the Wild, it went back to its roots with the open world. But with this one, it looks like they have taken Skyward Sword, added right into it, and it seemed per- he's perfect with this thing. I mean, Skyward Sword isn't the greatest Zelda game, Yes, but, but yeah, okay. But you know what I mean, with the, with the land and the sky and the birds, and here you have everything with that. Same thing like with this, like new things like Link paraglides past what looks like a regular vocabulary encampment until it rises from the ground and is revealed to be built on the back of a stone talus. Like, holy crap. I mean, yeah, no, that looks amazing. Like, from what I've seen from the commercials, it looks great. I just hope it's good. I like more story than visual, and I feel like the first one amazing visuals amazing but i i don't i just wanted more story well you're still there's still gonna be a story with this but it's just uh, right now they're just showing all of the new things like apparently the goblins all have far larger horns than the original game perhaps they may, they may be more powerful or there's a different enemy progression system this time around of course now also one thing is sure, like that took me a lot of time i was surprised my add did not catch this on like the 20th time rewatching this trailer 21st that's that's the key right there. Where there, the whole ground is covered in strange markings reminiscent of the glyphs that appeared in the green energy. Just little things in this trailer. They're just teasing. It's like, I'm really yeah. curious. I am really freaking curious about this game. 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more nods to the series, nods to the video games beforehand. I think they're, it's going to be a little bit more jam-packed. Uh, I just hope there's going to be a story. But that still leads us into another a wonderful game that really has no story or purpose. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. WarioWare. Yeah, this is like the fifth Wario game like that Nintendo has done. Like, Nintendo, I love you guys, but come on. <laughs> come on, guys. Tons of mini games and all of this, and it's just like, yeah, with the, when WarioWare came out for the, uh, what was that thing called, the Game Boy Advance? Uh, game Boy Advance had a little motion controller on it, so that, you know they're going to be incorporating all of that into it. But it's just, the Wario games, like, they're cute. I'll, I'll give them that. I mean, isn't this kind of like Wario Woods or whatever that game was called, where there was a bunch of mini games in it? Yes. I mean, it's exactly the same thing. These are ports. No, it's <laughs> rehash. No, no, these are rehashings. <laughs> tomato, tomato. Tomato, potato. <laughs> anyways, we're going to leave uh, WarioWare behind and go into Advanced Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Coming December 3rd this year. Granted, I've seen this game played multiple times, but whenever it came out, I've never, never was actually able to get a copy of it. Like, a couple of my friends had it, but it was like one of those ones where it was just, as soon as it came out, it disappeared, or there wasn't that many copies to begin with. But they're going to have online multiplayer with up to four people. Oh, if you count yourself, three plus you. Yeah, four player. It's going to be interesting. It really is. So for those who've never played Advanced Wars, what is it about? Pretty much with that one, you are a tank commander. Going on these days when the Orange Star commanding officer named Andy is accused of attacking the armies of two other nations, the Yellow Common and Green Earth, without reasoning, resulting in a world war. It's a tra- tactical game. Okay. I wouldn't mind actually playing this. No, it sounds legit. Four players. I love video games that you can have like four to whatever players because th- th- that just means you can play online with your friends. It'll be legit. Mm, I don't know how the lobby's going to be with that or it's going to be like how old... How it was on the Wii and the Wii U where you had to know people that had the same console and had the same game instead of <laughs> waiting in the lobby and going through and going, hmm. Video gaming is so easy. <laughs> like today in the now times, like back when we were kids, you would have to get like controller expansion ports where we're like, there were a lot of money. There were like $40, $50 at least to get like expansion ports to make the second uh, the second slot into four more slots so your friends can play with you. There is virtually no online playing until later in the years. I mean, we are so lucky to be alive in this time and age. Oh, yeah. It's like, man, with me, the first time it introduced to online play was whenever uh, the Sega Dreamcast came out and you had a phone line to hook to it with a modem. Yeah. No, that was like, that was cutting edge back then. Now you look at it like, oh, dear God, how did I survive this with only one thumbstick? <laughs> the new Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is introducing a new character. Kazuya Mishima. Hey, it's from the Tekken fighting series. All new moves for taking down your new components. And the trailer they showed for him was, he was just taking down everyone and throwing them into a pit, into a lava pool. I, I like how they're taking all these characters from different, like they have like... That green dude from Minecraft, I, a creeper, whatever. They have, like, creepers from Minecraft. They have, like, the main dudes. Like, I like how they're taking characters from other franchises. But is it too much? Like, is it too much? Do we really need all of it? Can we get better characters? <laughs> well, it's like the one that was in uh, for the Wii U. I think that was. But that one introduced Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. It's just like, I, I feel like maybe instead of going to other franchises, maybe you should release other Nintendo characters. 
I don't know. <laughs> well, they've done that. They released all of their originals and everything else into the game. Yeah, but they don't have all of them. They're slowly doing it. It just depends on how many people want to want to yell about it. So we're going to get a petition going. Yeah, it needs to happen. So, so we'll submit it. If you all just send us uh, what characters you would like to see in Super Smash Brothers as a DLC, send it to podcast at gamingtrend.com, and we will send that off to Nintendo and uh, hope for the best. <laughs> Cease and desist letters. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> artist friends get cease and desist letters from nintendo they do not freaking play no nintendo does not of course neither does disney but that's for a whole other reasons but uh, i can't really get that's into on this. money yeah <laughs> like if you make a film that has disney movie playing in the background don't worry about it ever leaking the disney lawyers will find it and pull it from every inch of the internet and lock it away you can have it saved on your computer. They'll send you a letter. We noticed you saved something to your computer. <laughs> no, don't worry. We already uh, nuked your hard drive. Enjoy. Right. <laughs> oh, but here's a port. <laughs> Life is Strange Two Colors launches on the on the Nintendo Switch September 11th, and the Life is Strange Remastered Collection comes to Nintendo Switch later this year. Well, I'm glad that they're getting some games. I mean, yeah, I mean it is technically a port, but at least people who don't have Xbox. Boxes or PlayStations can play the game now. Yes, that is a true port, though. It is. Oh, but one thing that I am looking forward to, a new handheld from Nintendo. To honor the 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. The new Game & Watch, which will have The Legend of Zelda 1, Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link, the Game Boy version of Link's Awakening, and an exclusive Game & Watch game called Vermin, starring Link. All of this will be available November 12th. Isn't it crazy how, like, when we were kids, you would have to get these huge cartridges just to hold one game. And then now you can get it on those mic the micro Game Boys. You can get five games on a micro Game Boy. It's insane. Kid Icarus. That could originally fit on a three and a half inch floppy disk. 1.38 megs. That's really tiny in comparison now. Of course, now I also have a emulator that has all of the Nintendo and Sega Genesis libraries on a um, 64 gig SD card. Yeah, I just feel so old. <laughs> I just feel old. You feel old. I have an Atari 2600. Our next subject is what I've been looking for. It is what I love about E3. This is what I really pay attention to. Indie games, okay? So let's just drop that AAA crap. So the first <laughs> one we have up here <laughs> is HOA. If you want the major E3 showcases, there was an unfortunate lack of gorgeous, colorful puzzle platformers like Ori and the Blind Forest or Unravel. Thank goodness. Then for HOA, which is a beautiful hand-painted art, a dreamy vibe, and a cute tiny protagonist wandering through a bug-sized world of flowers, nature, and magic. HOA is a gentle game with exploration-based puzzles and storytelling that doesn't slap you in the face. Its titular main character is taking a journey back to where it all began, a journey that involves meeting and befriending adorable bugs, or potentially avoiding them when they want to cause harm. Its story is vague, but its atmosphere is beautiful and shows a lot of promise to those who love this particular 
brand of fantasy world mixed with childhood memory. HOA is developed by Scroll Cat Studios and published by PM Studios, Inc., and is planned for release on August 24th, 2020 on PC, PlayStation 4, and 5, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. I definitely got Unravel and Ori vibes the whole trailer. Okay, because when you said HOA, the only thing I can think of was Homeowners Association. Like, God, it's not <laughs> I like don't that. know if the game is called HOA or if it's called Hoa, but I don't know. <laughs> is it is it Hoa? I don't I don't know how to pronounce that, but it's H-O-A. Hoa. Hoa. <laughs> yeah, because was so there, I'm just was say H dot O H A dot. Was there a no, dot? It's there's no dots. It's just H O A. Hoa. Hoa. I will. Whatever, y'all. It's a game, and it's spelled H O A. Indie game makers, know what you should do? We just, we got some gem here right now. We have an H O A game where you can <laughs> play a homeowner that is constantly trying to take down the the homeowners association with whatever weapons you can. We'll make it a two D Duke Nukem style Grand Theft Auto thing. No. Yes. It should be a style like Zombies Ate My Neighbors. That just takes too long. I'd rather have it like with guns and Bru- explosions. Yeah, you get guns and zombies ate my neighbors. Yeah, I have zombies ate my neighbors. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's it's a long, long game. I was going to say just something quick. I want my money's worth. Okay, then we'll have that with mini games where it's going to be like Grand Theft Auto versus the HOA. Oh my God. That's what it's no, going to be. be great. Uh, but no, this this game is very beautiful. Um, It plays very more like Unravel, but visually reminds me of Ori. Was that the game that was released by Nintendo, that Nintendo made? And- it was on the Xbox. I'm thinking of something else. You are, yes. Uh, the next one that we have on here is another good one, Unbeatable. Unbeatable's trailer at Day of the Days instantly transported both of us back to the 2000s, okay? <laughs> when we were staying up late and watching Adult Swim animes without our parents knowing during summer weeknights. With a vibe straight out of the 90s and 2000s anime, Unbeatable is a rhythm game where music is illegal, and you and your band are here to do some crimes. The story follows a young man named Beat, who, after confrontation with the cops, washes up on a beach outside of town and must find a practice space to prepare for a big upcoming show. The choices you make through the story and how you practice will determine what you can put on your set list for your show. With songs played out in a rhythm game, with two rows of notes coming at beat from two sides, Unbeatable is developed by D-Cell Games and is planned to release for PC in December 2023. It's a long way out... But there's a white label demo available now with a dozen songs already playable. It looks like Scott Pilgrim. Like it 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 looks like the comic of Scott Pilgrim. It, I mean, it's adorable. Oh, this reminds me of what? A game that was similar to that way back when. Parappa the Rapper. How does that remind you of that? <laughs> Music is illegal and you guys you do the things for the settlers. You got to okay, be Okay, the story. The story. Okay, <laughs> I can see that. I can see that for sure, for sure. <laughs> No, but I mean, it's definitely very heavy anime vibes, which I freaking love. Uh, the music is great. I, I like it. I-, I It seems like a game you could just like zone out on and have a good time playing. I can see that. I can see that with this one. But I can still can't get rid of Parappa the Rapper out of my head on this one either. <laughs> 
Our next one is Toem, a photo adventure game appeared in Day of the Devs last week and was immediately striking because of its hand-drawn black and white photo aesthetic and adorable photo-taking mechanics. You play as a little adventure on a photo expedition to capture the mysterious phenomenon known as a Toem. Exploring Scandinavian-inspired villagers and helping out others along the way, Toem's puzzles are solved through photography, with characters asking for certain photos to solve their problems and rewarding you with adorable costumes for your character. It's a slow-paced game that rewards players for taking their time and looking for small, interesting moments in its world. Tome is developed and published by Something We Made and is coming to PC later this year. A playable demo is available now through Steam Next Fest. Okay, so it's Pokemon Snap with a lot more storyline. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, isn't this Pokemon Snap, but deeper? No, but it is. It's exactly like it. Okay, I'm going to have to go on the Steam, log into Steam. I'm going to have to play this demo and try it out because, you know, I like like Pokemon Snap. There's more of a storyline. This will be it right there. Now, Tinykin. If you can't wait for Nintendo to make the new Pikmin game, Tinykin might be right up your alley. You play as a protagonist, Milo, a young man who has been shrunk by accident to the size of a bug. In his new small size, he encounters the Tinykin, minuscule little creatures that can work together to accomplish big things. By capturing more of them, you can solve puzzles that involve tossing the tiny can at obstacles, making bridges and ladders, and much more. With the tiny can at your side, you explore Milo's world from a small perspective, adventuring through a house, cities of bugs, and more. There are hundreds of tiny can to find. Also, you can skateboard on a little soapboard. <laughs> tiny can was revealed during the PC gaming show at E3 2021. It's developed by Splash Team and published by Tiny Build, and it is coming to the PC in 2022. It also reminded me of Katamari visually, uh, just how the room moves and how you're so tiny and you're looking through things in a room. They look like fleas. (laughs) (laughs) Here, we're going to take you, we're going to throw your bodies over here and just have you explode on the door. It's fine. You lost your buddies. It's fine. We'll, We'll help our new overlord. Get to the place where he needs to be, from the sofa to the fridge. Our next game, I think that you might like this. It's called Citizen Sleeper. For fans of tabletop RPGs, E3 brought forth Citizen Sleeper, a TTRPG-inspired game that takes place in the ruins of a space capitalism. You play as a digital consciousness, a worker owned by a corporation, but has somehow escaped the dystopian job you were stuck in and have since found yourself as a way station on the fringe of society. Now you have to make your way into the world you found yourself in, choosing your friends, navigating a futuristic city, and avoiding the corporate man as long as you can. Citizen Sleeper lets you choose your path each day, picking what work you want to do to earn your keep and survive, who you want to talk to and befriend, or what new information or avenues you want to pursue. Your character has the unique ability to access a cloud network from the station you're on, which gives you access to corporation secrets, rogue AIs, and lost data that can be used to change the future. The game uses not just dice rolls, but also clocks and special skills to shape your choices and how they impact the story. 
Developed by Jump Over the Age and published by fellow traveler, Citizen Sleeper is planned for release on PC next year. So the visuals and the music reminds me of that game that I reviewed not too long ago called Star Renegades by Massive Damage. The visuals and the sounds really do, and just the atmosphere of the game, it reminds me so much of them. Because I'm going, I'm looking over the trailer for it right now. Is it? I would, you're right, I would like this one. <laughs> I, I think you would. No, I, I definitely think you would. Especially whenever it's like going through your, wake up, sleeper. Your body is dying. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you can relate? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> A little bit. Thank you, corporate America. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next one I'm personally looking forward to is called Behind the Frame, The Finest Scenery. This peaceful, Ghibli-looking narrative game follows a young artist trying to complete a masterpiece for a gallery submission. From the trailers, we can see snippets of her life, making coffee, interacting with her brisk neighbor and his lovely round cat, and puttering around her apartment. It's all gorgeous to look at, and while the trailers mainly just show the protagonist's pretty apartment, the steam page hints at a lovely town, a beautiful flower field, and perhaps other locations aside from its striking looks. Behind the Frame is a puzzle game where you use your artistic abilities and observation to piece together ideas, memories, and the world around the protagonist. There looks to be some escape from the puzzle elements and a mystery of sorts thrown into it, too with the protagonist encountering sights and experiences that feel familiar but disconnected. It's all a bit vague for now, but very, very beautiful. Behind the Frame is developed by Silver Lining Studio, published by Okupara Games, um, and it will be coming to PC later this year. It very much is Studio Ghibli vibes. Very much. Yes, I can see that with some of the animation they had in the beginning of this trailer, but it's like little things. It's like everyday stuff, like you want to become a professional artist, but here you're in another building, and across the way, it's like, oh, there's another artist. You have to make coffee. I can see this one. It's, it's super cute. Yes, it is. It's it, super it's, cute. It's very cute, actually. The next one that we have is The Wandering Village. E3 and its adjacent events this year were packed with various strategic city builders, but none caught our eye more than this game, which takes place entirely on the back of a giant wandering mythical beast called Anubu, which is kind of like a turtle or like um, a dinosaur almost. Anubu and his back village wander through a fantasy world where strange toxic spores are spreading over the land and infecting whatever they touch, including Anubu himself. As the people build their village on Anubu's back, they need to cultivate the relationship with the creature to ensure the success of the village. So where and how they build, how they keep the creatures back clear of those toxic spores, and how they interact with all of them can impact how the own village survives or thrives. Meanwhile, Anubu Nobu can be asked to stop, move faster, slower, or change course, and may do so if they feel like it or if their relationship with the villagers is strong enough. Where Anubu travels can also impact the village, with different biomes having different effects. The addition of these caretaking elements is a really interesting twist on a city builder that we haven't seen before, and successfully made the Wondering Village stand out. 
The Wandering Village is developed and published by Stray Fawn Studio and is coming to the PC um, at a later date. The designers who made this game said they got a lot of their inspiration from Ghibli films, uh, which I can kind of see. It's very cutesy and brightly colored. And the music for this game is inspired by a lot of folklore from all over the world, um, or folk music, I should say. Well, I can see the songs where they're on the back of the Wandering Turtle. Um, kind of reminds me of uh, Avatar, The Legend of Korra. You know, they're like the origins of the benders and all that, where they, all of their villages were on the back of the lion turtles. There are so many, like, especially Native American history, where a lot of our ancestors thought we were on the back of a large turtle or a large creature. And so definitely a lot of mysticism from our world is in this game. Kind of interesting just watching this and the, here come the spores and they're causing plague. Here come the villagers with blowtorches. Well, that's that's when they're killing the spores. But I could see you getting into this just because um, it's one of those disconnect games where you're just like, I'm farming or I'm doing this. And it's a game that you can play after a long day that's not going to cause you to get a migraine. It's going to be simple, easy, and beautiful to look at. Now, Death Store isn't really my kind of game, but I know a lot of people are into it. So there's something natural about the pairing of cute, dark aesthetic and wildly challenging combat gameplay. And Death Store is here to scratch that itch for us. It features an adorable little crow whose day job is reaping the souls of the dead, but something goes wrong and one of the crow's souls gets stolen and taken into a world where death doesn't reach, and its denizens have grown into undying, horrifying, powerless creatures. And yeah, you gotta fight them to get the soul back. Death's Door features complex, top-down combat with melee magic and ranged options and fast-paced movement. Of course, there are upgrades to find and ways to customize your little crow as it wanders through the strange immortal world. The game's teases indicate Little Crow as it wanders through the strange immortal world. The game teases indicate that its combat might be quite punishing, but that could convincingly be a perfect fit for those drawn to this aesthetic, following games like Hollow Knight. Death Store is developed by Astnerve, published by Developer Digital, and is planned to release on Xbox and PC this year. But looks like the little crow has a sword on his back. You didn't mention that. He's a tiny You didn't warrior. ask. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm watching the trailer right now. He, he got a tiny sword. Oh, he got fire blast. Okay, this looks... This looks pretty good, actually. No, it, it definitely does. It looks like a very fast-paced game. Um, I, I think they call them, like, tactical RPGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. Guy with a squid on his back. Oh, there's a frog that turns into a golem. It's fine. It's a fun playing game. It's very dark, mysterious. There's a lot, a lot of attacking. It's a, it's a very, like, damage playing game that you're going to encounter if you get this. Oh, yeah. And these went after one of the bosses, and it looked like a kind of like a Zelda esque boss battle. Very true. Now, our last game that we're going to talk about is Sacrifier. Shown off the PC gaming show, Sacrifier might have seemed more at home in a Nintendo Direct or Square Enix showcase at first glance. It's a JRPG with big Octopath Traveler vibes. And what's more, it's got music composed by the legendary Motai Sakuraba, who has also composed for games like Dark Souls, Golden Sun, multiple Tales titles, and Baton Kaitos. Uh, I love Golden Sun. So I definitely could hear that in the trailer. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm so sorry I'm fangirling here. <laughs> yes, you are. You are. I'm, I'm hearing the squee from here. 
Sacrifier <laughs> is inspired by 90s RPG classics, specifically games like Vagrant Story and Xenogears, but brings in contemporary storytelling elements and quality of life improvements to make the whole thing less tedious and more contemporary, while retaining nostalgia. Its battle system merges real-time and turn-based elements and includes multiple party members' weapons and combo abilities, and it's got all the good RPG trappings, crafting weapons, puzzle-solving, dungeon crawling, fantasy and sci-fi elements, and something called a lizard cat that is exactly as cute as it sounds. Sacrifier is being developed and published by Pixelated Milk and is coming to PC, Xbox, Switch, PS4, and PS5 sometime in 2022. It almost reminded me of Valkyrie Profile of, and, of course, Octopath Traveler, just with how the cityscape looks more detailed than the characters do, so the characters pop out. I'm excited about this game, and obviously, I mean, it's going to be released to every platform, so it's going to be amazing. I'm loving the graphics and the fight mechanics right now. This kind of reminds me of um, a little bit of Chrono Trigger, because if it was actually done in this way, it'd be a lot more enjoyable instead of just the top-down view. You need to play Valkyrie Profile. I swear, I, if you if you got your hands on it, you would love that game. Oh, will add to my list. You need to. But definitely, this gives me Square Enix vibes. Like, way to go, Pixelated Milk. Like, you guys are amazing with what you're doing. I'm so... I'm, I keep going back there where he's running through the city like i'm just enjoying the artwork on this thing <laughs> so with e3 over done with what is the game that you are most looking forward to breath of the wild 2 <laughs> oh my gosh um personally for me i'm way more indie game and <sighs> sacrifice is right there. I mean, it definitely gives me old 90s school RPG feels, Val- Valkyrie Profile, Octopath Traveler. It is right there. It has all the looks of a big AAA company like Enix. Like it, I mean, it looks like it's from Square Enix. Actually, you know what my game I want to play? I want you to play it with me. Grounded Year 2. Grounded Year 2. Yes, with their arachnophobia mode. No, I don't want to play spiders. Oh, it's fun. You'll have like a sword (laughs) (laughs) well thank you guys so much for tuning in i hope you liked what we told you maybe you found some games that you didn't find the first round of e3 anyway you can follow me anywhere at the raging erica and you can follow me anywhere at dogfin studios and since we're going to be going to comic palooza and anyone that knows of comic palooza in houston and you are a furry please come find us at the podcast booth in your full fursuit and be sure to say hi to erica all and if you want and if you want to you can contact us at podcast at gamingtrend.com please let us know what your fursuit will be looked like so we can keep an eye out for you and have special photos set up with erica i hate you (laughs) (laughs) remember to like subscribe to our podcast on any major channels like iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, anywhere you listen to music or podcast, we will be there. And if you wear a fursuit, we'll be inside that fur head. <laughs> That's so gross. Okay, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.